Hey everyone, welcome to Priestesses Prescribe, a fresh take on a spiritual wellness podcast. Join us, Erica of Boss Bruja and Alex of High Priestess of Brooklyn, as we blend astrological advice and holistic wellness through the lens of tarot for our new and full moon forecasts. We'll also bring your deeper dives into topics like what the hell happens during a Saturn return and how to properly cleanse your space. Let's get spiritual. Hello, Erica. Hello, Alex. Are you excited for our full moon and Aquarius reading today? I am. I'm super excited. I think that this forecast will be one that will give tremendous guidance and wisdom. So I'm definitely ready for our prescription. Me too. I didn't do this on purpose, but I'm dressed basically like the most Aquarian ever. So for (laughs) those who are not watching um, and are listening, I'm wearing a Hawaiian shirt. It's not a male shirt. It's from Rent the Runway. I actually don't know the brand. It's male-like. It's Mm -hmm. big, you know, light. It's kind of Golden Girls-esque. I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I'm wearing aviators. Um, and my hair is still a little damp. So I don't give a what, just like an Aquarius. <laughs> and freedom, freedom. So Aquarians aren't, freedom is the perfect word. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Right. And do we not feel like that right now? I mean, what else could possibly happen that we're not prepared for? Truly. Exactly. This is the time of um, change and never knowing what to anticipate. Absolutely. So the Aquarius full moon will be in conjunction with, or will be opposite the Leo sun. And that's all about Leo and Aquarians. If you put just those two signs together, and there's some other aspects too, it's all about, they both love to be individuals. They both love to be on a stage, but in a different capacity. So an Aquarian's gonna be dressed kind of like in an irreverent way or have, strike up a conversation that might be somewhat controversial, but like they always can argue their points so, so well. I have, I have quite a few Aquarians in my life, but one of my best friends, is an Aquarius and she is my favorite person to talk about like politics with or really any like we can just get into these conversations we get lost in them and it's awesome she always has a really cool like 10,000 foot view so that's how the Aquarians individuate themselves and then a Leo I think we all probably have some cliches around the Leo persona but they're the center of the ring you know Britney Spears circus they're the they're the ringleader and they're the lion. You know, they, they run the show. They, we can't take our, our eyes off of them sometimes. J-Lo is a perfect example of a Leo son oh, that perfect. she's oh, perfect. Yeah. I mean, she's just perfect, period. And then <laughs> perfect Leo. <laughs> so we have this individuation going on with th- that aspect. But it's in a T-square to Uranus and Taurus. And so Uranus actually rules Aquarius, but Uranus and Taurus is another fixed sign. So Leo, Aquarius, and Taurus are the three fixed signs we have of the Zodiac. And just to quickly back up, there's fixed, mutable, and cardinal signs. 
And there's, um, you know, obviously 12 signs in the zodiac. So these are all in fixed signs and they're all very resistant to change. So whereas an Aquarius might normally be cool with change, they can sort of see it coming. Again, they can look at things from a 10,000 foot view. In this case, they are, with these other fixed signs, they're resistant to that freedom. So they're not able to break free the way that they would like to. They're not able to really be the air sign individuator that they want to be. They're, they're grounded more in, um, in really the, the earth sign of Taurus. And then the Leo sun is really, I mean, the sun, everything revolves around that, but it's in order to move things forward, you can't have that revolving around one particular area. So it ends up being a little bit um, contentious. And we had this with our new moon a couple weeks ago too. We were wanting to manifest and we want to be like sunshine and rainbows. Couldn't do that because we had the opposition to Capricorn, which was a little bit of a buzzkill. We talked about inner child work, not a buzzkill, but it's like <laughs> certainly heavier. And this one is too. So we're really not out of the woods when it comes to this, these aspects. But it does teach us that change is inevitable and big radical change is happening this entire year. So if you've been feeling change coming and you really want a revolution, I always get, like I was listening to um, the Aquarius podcast that Shawnee Nicholas puts out every month and the first three songs were like all about the system is is fraud revolution rhythm nation came on and i was like yes like it's just incredible revolution change um you know this is what we're all kind of talking about and hoping for and wanting but not all of us right some of us are really resistant um I think this is the generational difference that we see as well. So whereas I would say the millennial is kind of the bridge, the Gen Z is the first one out the gate. They are hacking down the trees. They are calling, you know, they, they are the first one on the island, let's say, of this change, this revolution. The millennials are the ones that are bridging the gap. We're saying, okay, well, we kind of need this, uh, these other generations as well. We need their money. <laughs> we need their resources. Totally. <laughs> um, so how do we speak the same language? We're sort of in the middle um, as, as millennials. And I, I'm saying that as, you know, Erica and I, obviously, we know many generations, hopefully many generations to come will listen to this podcast, but you know what I'm saying? So there's this move, hold, move, hold um, pattern happening. But what's hopeful about this too is that the Aquarian era the age of Aquarius is coming as soon as all of the planet, we've started it this year, but as soon as all the planets move out of Capricorn, which they've been in for the last 200 something years, we'll be in all air signs for the next 200 years. So this is ushering in a pretty different era, very much the 10,000 foot view, like I've said, you know, three times now, um, air, signs are technology driven the good of an aquarian is thinking about the good of humanity they're the water bearers they're taking the water from the lake or whatever body bringing it back to 
the society doing that over again. That's their job. So they get, they get, um, they get confused with water signs sometimes because it's the water bearer is their, um, is their archetype. And the, their tarot card is the star, which is a beautiful scene of the water bearer. And it brings about, um, you know, hopeful change and re again, revolution. So that's what's happening astrologically. Okay. And Alex, just for clarity, when it comes to this concept of the age of Aquarius, if you can like sum it up in one sentence as to what that really is and what that means, what would it be? I would say or multiple sentences. Yeah, yeah. You're asking <laughs> the wrong gal for this. <laughs> I would say connectivity through technology, um, community in a much larger sense, humanitarianism. Yeah, that's awesome. Freedom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I ask um, because I was always confused about that concept mm -hmm. or just what that phrase meant. Um, in general. So I'm, I'm happy to know that whatever age and era that you're moving into is actually something that's positive. Hippie free love, you know, that song <laughs> like Age of Aquarius back in the 70s. Yeah, like. That's awesome. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. There's some detriments to that as well. If everything's free, it's very different than what we're used to, especially in a capitalist society, especially in the U.S. So um, like we're here for it, but it's not going to be easy for everyone. For sure. So with that, uh, I'm now going to allow the tarot cards to fall. And just so everyone knows that I'm using the golden tarot deck, which is like one of my favorite. You can see like flashes of gold in Ooh, the card. Absolutely gorgeous. Literally my favorite. Um, and let's see what falls during this particular full moon. So the first card that revealed itself is actually the devil reversed, which is interesting. The second card that we are allowing to fall is the ace of pentacles. And the third card that we will use during this reading shall be the hierophant. So, mm -hmm. Interesting. So what I will say is now that we are in an age of change and transformation and um, freedom, when I see the devil reverse, I look at it as a card of, of freedom, right? Because typically when the card is upright, it speaks to fear. It speaks to the things that are bind, um, binding us or bounding us to whatever our lower vibrational self or lower vibrational energy is feeding on, right? So that could be some form of addiction. That can be a really terrible habit. That can be a person. It can be so many different things, but there's something in each and every one of our lives, no matter how transformational and mastery filled you are, that is a bad habit, right? So if we identify what that is and understand that this might be a time for us to release it, a time for us to commit to becoming more, let's say, refined, even in our freedom. The devil reverse shows himself or herself to let us know that um, that air of release, it's, it's necessary in its time because it's, it's whatever we don't allow to leave during this time of transformation is only going to stay with us, but it's going to hurt us, right? Um, the devil 
is not, when we think of this concept of the devil, um, it's, that's not necessarily someone that you want to invite into your home. It's not necessarily someone that you want to sleep in the bed with, right? It's not a friend that you want to have. Um, so with that being true, we have to release this energy. We have to let those things go, those people go, because it's only going to keep us stuck. And as we move into this new era, we can't have anything bound, binding us to um, the ground because essentially this new time is our, our chance to fly. And even with the Aquarian air-like energy, we literally can flap our wings and fly um, and glide across the sky, but you cannot do that if you are bound to earthly behaviors and earthly things, okay? So, so the second card that I look at is the Hierophant. And typically the Hierophant talks to this idea of traditional religious or spiritual values. So even moving into this new time, this new season, this new full moon, I would advise you that whatever your, however you connect to your idea of the universe or the creator, or just let's say a word that speaks to your soul from affirmation, this is the time to really become grounded within it, right? So let's say I'm a person that just generally believes in the idea of kindness and love. This is your time to show kindness and love to every single person. If you are, if you are an individual who, you know, desires uh, to be amongst the trees. This is your time to go into the forest, tap and touch those trees and kiss those trees and hug them to become one. Or if you are more religiously inclined, it is your time to go to whatever your doctrines are or your religious texts to really immerse yourself within your tradition. Because that's necessary as we move forward. If you don't know what you're grounded in from a spiritual, religious, an affirmation-filled perspective, how are you going to know where you're going? How do you tap into that air of faith and trust and, and just overall guidance, right? Like you need something to believe in. You need, especially as we go through this, this time of transformation, you're going to need faith and that faith has to come from somewhere. So let that faith and let that uh, release and new season guide you with whatever your notion of higher self, power, higher power creator is, okay? And then the last card that we see is the Ace of Pentacles. And I look at this card as fertile reward, right? There's something that, there's an opportunity that can be masked as wealth. It can look like money. It can look like access, right? Maybe you have an access to a group of people that you never had um, the ability to connect to before. Let's say, you know, you fall, a, a lot of money falls into your, your back. A lot of opportunity there, you receive a new job. Um, you know, there, there, this is also a season and a time where I know a friend specifically, actually, let me share this story, who recently received $6,000 out of the clear blue sky. <laughs> out of the clear blue sky received six thousand dollars what's their name and where did they <laughs> so i won't share that because i don't want everyone knocking at her door <laughs> but just know that like this is that time where like actually like, it's almost as if like money access opportunity can be falling from the sky and but just know that you have to position yourself to be in that environment to catch it and to receive it right so if, if you are in a place where um if you have not um, decided to apply for a new job, 
if you have not decided to connect with that person from the past, like this, that you won't receive those things. So it requires some kind of effort, right? It requires some, this idea of, of putting forth something to receive something, but just know that if you are focused and if you are making the diligent changes that you should be during this time, if you are releasing notions of bad habits and addiction, and if you are fully immersing yourself in faith, and in trust and relinquishing control. This is a really great time for you to receive different forms of abundance and prosperity. Um, and to literally receive the handout that you've been looking for, or maybe that you even have not been looking for from your source, whatever that source may be. But just know that um, that requires positivity, it requires relinquishing, it requires freedom. Um, and, and freedom in a way that we've never seen it before. I love that. Um, what I think is really interesting is the devil reverse also has a connection to Capricorn. Okay. And we're moving out of Capricorn into Aquarius. So I'm not surprised that that card came through. And moving past these earthly desires or addictions or um, greed, I, I think of greed a lot of times because of the, and Capricorns are lovely people as well. They're just success oriented and they, the Capricorn societal structures has been what all we've known, which is capitalists. So, you know, I don't necessarily want to get political. We're being very airy. We're being very Aquarian with the way that we're talking about this. We're just talking about hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> great hypotheticals but hypotheticals, great hypo hypotheticals. Um, <laughs> so that's so interesting we're we're basically rejecting the societal structures as we know them with the hero font uh, we have uranus and taurus and the hero font is connected with the taurian energy um where do your loyalties lie what do you adhere to as a value structure, I th think you said that beautifully. Um, it's also a way in which we can we can make it through periods of intense change. I know you and I would be really lost without our spiritual practices. Literally, I had to go hiking yesterday just to get my mind um, together for the recording of this podcast. So completely, I know you hugged more than. <laughs> Tree. Not only hugged, I kissed that you tree. The tree. <laughs> I did, I did. It was great. That's awesome. taking free love to like a whole, that's like hugging a tree, taking it to a whole nother level. I love it. Personally, I think you're <laughs> very well. I think you'll be just fine. This mm -hmm. And then um, the Ace of Pentacles with the access level, I think that's what's interesting about this as well. So if we're reversing the capitalist structure of which many people or few people have access to much and we're flipping that in this age of Aquarius that makes me really hopeful it means that of course some people will lose right. just a few and many people will gain so if we're being predictive about this um, I think it's probably 2021 if we just are being realistic about this and when Capricorn energy actually really does leave us for good but you know how how amazing would that we could that'll be, that'll be awesome yeah. right we have a very interesting opportunity here to see and I, I think it's funny as millennials too i always think about like 
we didn't have cell phones until we were in a, I didn't have one until high school. I was in ninth grade. I had like a Nokia, um, like to change the, the plate. And that was like the cool thing about it. But you had to like text <laughs> hitting one, you every know, every text. Every, yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. And then we, we saw technology kind of change literally in our hands. Now we have computers in our hands. Um, and so we're able to very clearly think about when we had a house phone and we all used the same house phone. And if it was busy, you couldn't get on the internet. And to now where it's like, God, if my internet just cuts out for like two seconds, I have so many things running. Like it, it disrupts my day. It's crazy to think about the dichotomy, which of course, over time you get used to. But wouldn't it be amazing if we could actually see the structures of society be completely different in our lifetime? Sure. Um, just one thing to add really quickly. I decided to look at the card at the bottom of the deck, and it's the death card, um, which I think is just like the, the last sounding, the last sound, that last, you know, drum for this moment and one thing that I always think about I read this in a tarot book when I was instructed to buy the Hierophant to understand the traditions of tarot um, it had this beautiful chapter about change is the catalyst to progress if things don't die old habits old structures old notions of what is correct what is right what is wrong what is moral stay fixed and can you imagine what life would be like if we had the, you know, rules and laws of, you know, let's say just 50 years ago, what life would look like, you know, we might not even be doing this podcast, rather, we would not be doing this podcast together because we could not. In certain places, it would be against the law. Um, so the beautiful aspect of death is that with death comes new energy, a new a new time. Um, and the reality is some things have to wither off for the greater good of ourselves and society. I love the death card. I think tarot readers get excited <laughs> the death card and every other client gets scared initially. So we have to sort of explain what it means and how lovely and beautiful a transformation can be. But if, and the candle that I brought up today and I didn't light it yet is the death transformation. That is gorgeous. It's really pretty, right? Death that is absolutely gorgeous. Um, the scary thing about death is that it's the unknown. Yeah. And um, I just think about change and resisting change. We're talking about these fixed signs, like digging your heels in. How much worse does it make the transition if you just literally won't let go and death in a in a literal and figurative sense is literally letting go to to release um and i think probably most people on their last breath or you know most most living beings that have consciousness don't want to let go necessarily because they don't know what will happen it's the end of life as we know it literally very very um symbolic this reading considering what's going on it makes me really hopeful Thanks. but if you're struggling with change and you 
are literally shaking in anticipation of this moment, what would you prescribe we do? Um, so I would suggest anytime that I've dealt with grand change, I've always found comfort being near an element, right? And for me specifically, that element is ocean water. There's nothing like a trip to the beach for me. It is literally my happiest and most favorite place on this planet. Um, and the ocean or just any kind of fresh water, lake, river, whatever you choose to desire, it, it really, going inside of the water is, you're bathing yourself. You know, you're not, yes, you are playing and you're, you are feeling the really cool energy of the water, but you're actually allowing yourself to um, feel the essence of renewed energy. You're calling in that newness into your life. You are literally allowing mother nature to bathe you in her, all of her love and all of that essence. And I know last new moon, we talked about this idea of the parent. We talked about this idea of having that paternal or maternal energy come into your life for the sake of guidance um, and also to heal parts of us from a childlike place that still need assistance. So I would say, um, allow yourself to connect to the mother energy and the mother essence through some kind of a bath, right? And for other people, it can be, it can even be a smoke bath, right? That's for those who are more airy, uh, you know, having, let's say, Palo Santo or some kind of like herbal, uh, herbal energy clearing essence that you prefer. Bathe yourself in the smoke. If you like water, bathe yourself in the energy of, of the water. And if you like fire, I mean, don't put it on your skin, Avi. Like, that's not the idea of any of this. But you can also have a way of, you know, this, this uh, figurative concept of walking through the fire to be renewed, right? So there, there is a call to connect to some kind of element and an element that you choose to really cleanse yourself and bathe yourself and let go of the old so you can fully walk into the new you and the new time and the new era uh, because it's important we can't we cannot survive without this cleansing absolutely that makes a lot of sense there's also there's three different elements here you mentioned really all of them earth fire and air i also thought of i mean what blends all three is there's this spray I have it's eucalyptus spray and you put it right in the shower oh that's awesome and it's like a yeah it's like a steam room mm -hmm. and that's so that's eucalyptus that's earth that's water with the shower and that's fire with the heat right. and the steam so that could be a cool way to blend the elements if you're looking for something to do and the water is not like the fresh water is not available to you cool I'm excited I'm excited too. I'm actually planning to go to the beach this weekend. Oh, perfect. So I will definitely uh, be heeding our wisdom and cleansing myself very soon. <laughs> I'm going to be in a pool at my family's house of state. And <laughs> chlorine could be seen as some sort of element. It's not a fresh water, but it's not dirty. Right. 
very clean, actually. Very clean. <laughs> dry as hell uh, coming out of <laughs> Okay, great. Well, if you enjoyed this content, please like, subscribe, share with your friends. We would be so eternally grateful. We will see you next week for a evergreen episode. We're so excited. We're going to leave that there. So just hit her in anticipation. And then again, for the new moon the week after. Definitely. And don't forget um, to send any questions that you have. Please email us at priestessesprescribed at gmail.com. Send us your questions. We want to hear from you. We are doing this for you. And any advice we can offer, we are super grateful to do so beautifully said. Have a great full moon, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Bye.